Episode 1. Is Bigfoot in the Bible? Welcome to episode number one of the Question Mark Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Elrod, and I am so excited for what we've got going on here. Um, Episode number one is Bigfoot in the Bible. Um, If you're first hearing about our podcast, maybe you didn't catch the trailer episode, and that's okay. A little bit of background of why we're starting this podcast. What's this podcast about? Um, I've been a pastor for a little while now. I was a youth pastor before that. Preached Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, different churches for uh, quite some time. And before all that, I taught youth. And throughout that time, I've had a lot of different people ask me a lot of questions um, about Scripture, about what's in the Bible, about Jesus, and just about faith in general. And I've wanted to start a podcast for quite some time, but really felt like the Lord has loosed me and allowed this opportunity now um, because there's a lot of false information about Scripture out there right now. There's a lot of people claiming to be experts and have authority on God's Word, and they are far off from what Scripture says. And so this is going to be a podcast where we just come, we answer a different question each month, and... I'm excited to start off with what I would say is probably my favorite question I've ever been asked, um, is Bigfoot in the Bible? And there's a reason why that's my favorite question. We'll answer that question at the end of the episode, Um, but I had a high school student ask me that one time, um, because we were studying through Job, and we were in a place where Scripture talks about three different animals that once lived And they had a lot of questions. So before we get to our question this month, our question of the episode, we've got to figure out why this was asked by this student. And to do that, we need to look in Job's ourselves. So first, I'm going to ask you a question. Did you know that unicorns are in the Bible? We find it in Job chapter 39, verses 9 and 10. It actually mentions unicorns twice. It says, Will the unicorn be willing to serve thee, or abide by thy crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn with his band in the fur? Or will he harrow the valleys after thee? Now, When we look at the Strong's Concordance to find out what a definition for unicorn is, it talks about it's potentially some type of wild bull that may be extinct, but it actually tells us the exact meaning is not known. Um, There are different scholars and theologians that vary on what they think the unicorn may be, maybe a one-horned rhinoceros. Um, There are many who think that it might be a goat-style creature that uh, just had one horn um, there's potential that it could be like a unicorn when what we think of a unicorn, but more than likely based off of uh, scholarly belief, probably not. So the question becomes, did you know that unicorns were in the Bible? And here's why it's important, because unicorns actually did exist. In fact, unicorns are mentioned in scripture nine times in total. Um, And as we see right here in Job, we see God himself explaining and describing a unicorn. 
And based on scripture, we know that this was a very strong and fierce animal that was not going to be easily tamed. And this is a true animal. This is one that completely existed that, again, God himself is talking to Job about. And that's important because if you're like me and like this student that we're talking about, he has been told his entire life that unicorns are a magical creature that actually never existed. But we actually have historical record, right? The Bible is the most succinct historical book that has ever been. There is no part of it that's untrue, and there is no piece of it that contradicts another. And so as we look at this, we see that this history book, the Bible, tells us unicorns did indeed exist. So as we were studying that um, and looking at Job, we didn't just stop with unicorns, because if you now go to Job 41... There's mention of another animal. So I'm going to ask you again another question. Did you know dragons existed? Do you know that the Bible talks about dragons? So if we look at that, in Job chapter 41, it says this about the creature. It says, Canst thou draw out Leviathan with a hook, or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down? Canst thou put an hook into his nose or bore his jaw through with a thorn? Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee? Wilt thou take him for a servant forever? Wilt thou play with him as with a bird? Or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Shall they part him among the merchants? Canst thou fill his skin with barbed irons, or his head with fish spears? Lay thine hand upon him, remember the battle, do no more. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? So we see this creature called Leviathan. And what we're going to be able to tell as we continue to look through the scripture here in Job 41, this is talking about a type of dragon. And it sounds like this was a type of sea dragon because it talks about, you know, putting a hook through him. It talks about fish spears. It talks about making a banquet out of him. But God's showing that this is a strong, strong creature. So let's continue on, start in verse 10, to look at more of the descriptors God is using about this animal. It says, None is so fierce that dare stir him up, who then is able to stand before me, who hath prevented me that I should repay him. Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely proportion. Who can discover the face of his garment, or who can come to him with his double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. So God right here is talking about how he has superiority because men cannot dare tame this fierce beast, but God has all power over him. Let's continue on and look at what 
the Lord tells us more about him in verse 15. It says, His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a closed seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be uh, sundered. By his niecings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke as out of seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame go out of his mouth. God is telling Job right here that this animal, the Leviathan, can breathe fire. That its scales are so tightly wound together that even air can't pass through, which is telling us that probably weapons cannot pass through. In fact, he continues on and talks about that. But what we see right here is a strong animal that all of us have been told never existed yet God Almighty says otherwise. In fact, this the word dragons mentioned many times in scripture, but the word Leviathan is actually mentioned five times in four verses in scripture describing this animal. And actually there is a fifth verse using the same root word. So we have historical evidence that a dragon did indeed exist. But again, just like our unicorn, we've been taught our entire lives that these are made-up creatures, that they did not actually live. But now we know they do. Lastly, we're going to look at Job 40, and we're going to see a different creature called the behemoth. Let's look and see what scripture tells us there because we've been told some lies about this behemoth as well. Job chapter 40 starting in verse 15 and it says, Now behold now behemoth which I made with thee he eateth grass as an ox. Lo now his strength is in his loins and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. Surely the mountains bring him forth food where all the beasts of the field play. He lieth under the shady trees, in the covert of the reeds and fens. The shady trees cover him with their shadow. The willows of the brook compass him about. Behold, he drinketh up a river, and hasteneth not. He trusteth that he can draw up Jordan into his mouth. He taketh it With his eyes, his nose pierceth through snares. Now, what are you imagining when you think about this behemoth that we read about here in Scripture? Because what it sounds like to me 
is probably a brontosaurus or maybe a brachiosaurus. Um, some believe it might even be a diplosaurus, but it's a dinosaur, right? Scripture tells us about a dinosaur, but look at what verse 15 said here in Job 40. It says, Behold now behemoth, which I made with thee. God is telling us that he made the dinosaurs when he made man, right? In the seven days of creation, all things were created that were created, and they were created by God himself. But yet, you and I have been told and taught and read and heard that dinosaurs lived millions of years before men, and that is simply not true. The Bible tells us Otherwise, and once again, this is God Himself describing this animal to Job. Now, we only see this word behemoth one time in Scripture, but we have historical record of its existence. Now, here's the other piece that we need to know, right? Did you know that the word dinosaur was actually invented in 1842 by an evolutionist named Richard Owens? So this man already had a slant as an evolutionist against God and how he created things. And he felt himself so high and mighty that he decided to rename something God had already given a name. The behemoth, he called it a dinosaur. The BBC reported on Owens that he developed a reputation for controversy. He was accused of stealing other scientists' specimens and undermining people by writing anonymous reviews of their work while supporting them in public. It was also said that this man, Owens, was just after fame. He even combated with Charles Darwin to try and get his name to be bigger um, in the scientific community. So this is a man, right, who is credited with creating the world dinosaur and some evolutionary theory has his hand in what is taught today, yet he was a man who stole other people's work. He was cause of controversy, and he was a backbiter and a backstabber. And yet people give this man credit as somebody. In fact, he's Sir Richard Owens, which tells us that he's been given some sort of nobility in in Britain. This man was nothing but a liar and a thief and a cheat. And yet God tells us all we need to know that he and did create it and he has power over this animal and Listen again at verse 19, how God himself describes this animal. It says, he is the chief of the ways of God. So once again, something else we've been told, that dinosaurs existed millions of years ago, yet we know otherwise, right? We know that this is not true. And so when we look at this, We have to understand that the Bible is where we can draw all information, right? We we can come to it. Once I had a friend describe the Bible as basic instructions before leaving earth, and that's true. It is it is our instructions before leaving earth, but it's not just basic. It's 
where we look and we learn and we understand the complexities of our Creator. And so you may be thinking to yourself, Hey, Adam, okay, you're telling me all this, that unicorns and dragons and dinosaurs all existed, and they existed in the time of man, but why aren't they around anymore? So there's actually two schools of thought here that these creatures, which the dragon, it sounds like it's a sea creature, so it wouldn't have needed to be on the ark with Noah, but the other creatures may have been on the ark, and specifically the dinosaurs, um, you know, when they came off the ark, there might not have been enough food for them to sustain, and they became extinct. Um, I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. Um, I, I tend to follow the other one in that in Genesis 6, 3, we see this. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be in 120 years. So there was a time when God limited the amount of years that men could live to 120 years. So um, before that, hundreds of years. Now, think about a reptile. There are certain types of reptiles that they will grow as big as you will let their habitat and environment be. And could you imagine that if you let one of those creatures live hundreds of years and it was allowed to roam freely, how large it may grow to? That is where I subscribe that when God limited the number of years of man, he also limited the number of years of of the animals but at the end of the day the bible is vague about this and when scripture is vague about something it's vague for a reason and so it's not something necessarily to dwell on but i will say this that we had where we need to glean from this is that we need to be studying scripture out this world is going to tell us that things don't exist that things are certain ways when we have irrefutable evidence of the otherwise right Because think about this, we have the fossilized bones of the dinosaurs, we know that they lived, and we probably see those being formed when the flood happens, and the earth's moving, and all this water, and all this pressure. We have evidence that dragons and unicorns did indeed exist, and we have multiple accounts of them in Scripture. And so this gets us back to our original question for Our episode one is Bigfoot in the Bible. Because after going through these verses and talking through this with these students, um, one high school boy raised his hand and says something like this. Adam, I've been told my whole life that two of these animals do not exist. And one of them lived millions of years before humans. And I now know that that was not true and is not true. So I have to ask, is Bigfoot in the Bible? And here's why this is significant. As Christians, people should be comfortable to ask us anything so that we can show Christ. This student was willing to ask a question in front of other high school and college age boys who are not always known for being the most tender sort. A question about Bigfoot in his authenticity, and in the Bible, because he craved to know more about what was in God's Word. So to answer the question, is Bigfoot in the Bible? No. 
Through my studies, there's no evidence of Bigfoot in Scripture. In fact, I googled the question because I'm like, I wonder if anybody other than this student has ever thought that. And actually, when you Google it, a lot of it points back to these same scriptures in Job because other people have had this same question. And so we should never look at somebody as if a question is off limits or out of hand. We should be willing to take those questions so that we can help them grow closer to Jesus, so that they understand more about the Bible, and they grow in their faith. And that's the whole reason we started this podcast, is so that we can help people answer the questions they have about Jesus, the Bible, and their faith. I hope you enjoyed episode number one. I hope you learned something. I hope you now want to ask some questions. You can reach out through our social medias, through Facebook, through Instagram, and ask questions. If you see me out and about, ask me directly, and I'll put in our catalog because there's a lot of questions to go through. We'll answer one each month. And if you don't mind, please like us on our social medias, but also subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. Go ahead and rate us five stars so we'll also um, get to the top of maybe your friends' podcast platforms so that they too can hear and ask questions and grow in faith. Because at the end of the day, this podcast is all about giving the Lord credit for what He's done. This is about answering questions so people will have a greater understanding and hopefully, and I'm praying that those who don't know the Lord will come to believe on Him. And if you're listening now and you're like, how how do I believe on this Jesus that created unicorns, dinosaurs, and dragons who had power over them? The Bible says to believe on Him and be gloriously saved, right? That's what the Bible tells us. If you'll just believe on Him, that thou shalt be saved. This has been the Question Mark Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>